Hello everyone. You know who it is, but I bet you don't know what I've got in store for you this recap. This time, Larry's gonna give you a voiceover. So here we go. Cass and Elagos went camping last episode, only to find out that trees don't like tieflings. And neither do woodwards. In the local prison, we had a resounding cast of Blue Man Aou, Black Eye Wilhelm, Airhead Anda, and Breathweaver, featuring Abel. What they found out last episode is that cops have terrible hygiene and that Anda still loves killing anything and anyone. Except for people that actually want to die. And it all rounded up by Cass asking him if they wanted in on his tower raising scheme. Well, hopefully, that gave you everything you need to know. Alright, episode 14, roll the intro. up the rate that you count down yeah three two one go <laughs> <laughs> all right so every i assume everybody is everyone is recording right yes yes welcome back everybody uh it's episode 14 of uh, good job adventures uh today we see that vincent can't count down from three correctly who's eating chips morgan are you eating chips i think they're rolling dice they're either rolling dice or eating stale chips He's probably doing both. He might be eating his dice. <laughs> I, I digress. So let's let's head back. Um, let, let's just, let's just go back to where we were for last session. So uh, the young man hops out of the carriage uh, as his feet hit the cold cobblestone, and he walks towards all of you now uh, and is immediately intercepted by Abel, who greets him with a large hug. As he's picked off the ground, uh, you can see a look of mild annoyance on his face, uh, but it soon fades uh, into a warmer smile. And with that display of bromance. Uh, Likor bears you, uh, bids you farewell, and heads off towards the beast shot, thanking you for freeing him. Uh, so when Cass is then back on the floor again, he brushes himself off. Nice to meet you all. Uh, my name is Cass. Uh, I'm gonna assume you're all Elagos's friends, right? I mean, if... yes, thank you. Yep, that's correct. If you, I mean, sent people to rescue, yeah, you should already know that if you sent people to rescue us. Even though no one came to rescue us. Yeah, and he didn't, yeah, I didn't send anyone either. <laughs> uh, I didn't exactly know, uh, what you looked like. Uh, I just assumed that you were his friends, because you walked out almost at the same time that we arrived here. Um, but... So, so if some cops walked out, you would have assumed they were his friends. Well, I am a cop. Yeah. Yeah, there's a cop right there. I, I can, I, I'm pretty sure you're his friend. I mean, unless you're going to arrest me, then, uh... I didn't do anything. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> you have no proof. Uh, so, I'm going to assume, uh, just like Elagos over here as well, that you're all looking for the tower too, right? Mm -hmm. Looking to bring some law and order back into this crazy city. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, just by yourself there? No. I got friends. Well, um, essentially, I just got a... I I've got a plan set up. Um... But I'd like to speak about it in a, perhaps a better location uh, than standing here in the middle of the square. Uh, so where do you guys happen to be uh, staying here in town at the moment? Well, I don't know. We where should tell him. Oh, okay. Guess we're just going <laughs> to tell <laughs> you, mean, uh, you mean Larry's Pub? The, I mean Grub's Pub, obviously. The Chillin' Dragon, right? 
So uh, if you guys want, we could probably just head back there. I'll buy us around, see if we can uh, see if we can come to an agreement. Why should we even trust you? I don't know. Like, do you have a better idea? Than trusting you? Yeah. I mean, we know someone with some information. Oh, really? Who's that? I whisper it to Breathweaver. Larry has information, right? You think he actually has information? I, I don't. I whisper back, I don't know. It's like, he never guaranteed anything specific, so I have trouble trusting that, too. You said you'd buy us a round of drinks? Yeah, might as well. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> are you guys, uh, you guys down? What about you, Elegos? He's, he's up. Well, you know, a round doesn't sound like the worst idea, but I'm keeping my eye on you. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so he, you see that he uh, he starts on his way down Main Street, uh, and he says, uh, "All right, I'm I'm on my way. Let's let's head out, guys." I thought you didn't drink Elagos. I don't drink Elagos. <laughs> as he <laughs> not as you. He, I was talking to Elagos. As he laughs as uh, he walks towards the bar, I I pull Breathweaver aside. It's like this guy he knows more than he's telling us, and I'm trying to get as much information out of him as I can. Don't don't draw attention to me. <laughs> hey guys, this guy over here is Elagos. All right. Uh, so oh, as you all, I assume, follow I him back to back to Larry's bar. You you all depart now. So you walk through the you walk through the city, and then upon arrival, uh, you all notice that Larry has actually finished decorating for the festival. Uh, dancing lights hang on the ceilings. Uh, the fireplace on one side of the bar roars with a green fire, and the opposite side a purple fire. The ball pit seems to have been adorned with even more uh, balls uh, that seem to change color, uh, and not a speck of oil inside. Uh, the band is set up near the bar now, uh, with seemingly more instruments than before. A weird-looking piano, an even weirder-looking piano seemingly outfitted in a guitar, and of course, the triangle. So all members of the band now are donning sunglasses and disheveled hair, uh, and they're playing a fairly upbeat song when you happen to enter. Larry stands at the bar as well, uh, mixing colorful drinks. Uh, he's wearing a sleeveless teal and purple shirt and also is wearing a pair of white sunglasses. Uh, sitting down at the bar is Nash. Uh, she seems to be enjoying a small glass of pink liquid uh, while occasionally glancing over at the ball pit. Uh, you take another quick look and you see Mina emerge and then quickly dive back in. Wouldn't this be kind of a conflict of interest for Nash? It, it might be. I don't, I don't know. You could you could definitely ask her, but uh, Larry <laughs> sees you all as you walk in, and he's like, Hey, my own personal ad team. What's happening? You like the bar? I love what you've done with the place. Thank you. I, it, took a, it took quite a while. This is the police, Larry. I know all about the York Spice. <laughs> well, uh, he, he takes a quick look at you. Uh, I, I, I ain't got nothing. You, you ain't got, you ain't got nothing on me. I, there's no orc spice here, only drinks. I walk over to him and say, we have a witness of orc spice and two disappearing orcs. The signed affidavit? You, you're gonna be difficult, Larry. <laughs> and as I say that, I like reveal that I'm actually, I will, I'm just like, I'm just kidding. It's me. You see his, you see like his shoulders immediately decompress. He's like, oh, thank God. All right, so uh, uh, <laughs> you, you see he immediately puts a gun back underneath the bar. He's like, all right, all right. He's like, no, no, guns, guns don't exist in this universe yet. Uh, so he's like, all right, perfect. 
And then he takes a look over at the party and he sees there's like, you know, there's Cass and Abel who happen to have essentially came in with you. And he said, he kind of leans over to you, Abel. He's like, I see you brought in uh, some people here along the way. Yeah. Are they cops? No. Well, we. No. He's whispering to me. All right. I don't think they are. <laughs> what? Oh. You said he leaned in to <laughs> whisper to me, are right? They... <laughs> So, I didn't yeah. hear the whisper so part, in, my bad. So instead of Larry whispering, he grabs a megaphone. He says, those guys you brought in aren't cops, right? It's like, it's like that one, that episode of Ned's Declassified where, like, the vice principal always has his hand on the, the PA system while he's talking. Pretty much that. I whisper back, uh, they're not cops, but that one, and I point, like, kind of, like, motion with my eyes to Cass. Uh, we are not sure we can trust him, so, uh... Just uh, keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't put anything on our drinks. Uh, so yeah, Larry like kind of winks at you, and he's like, "Don't worry, they look a little young too." It has, but Larry won't card him. And then he he winks at you again. Uh, <laughs> as this is now a, a den of terrible orc Lar- spice. And... Larry, that's that's not. Ah, never mind. What? <laughs> I gotta make your five percent somehow. Uh, so. As, as soon as he, uh, he kind of, like, shoots a little bit more shit with you guys, you see Nash turns around, uh, to see Avel and Cass. Uh, her eyes seem, are seemingly sharper than usual, as if she's, like, kind of looking for something. She just kind of, uh, promptly ignores them and just goes back to drinking her, uh, her pink drink, and Cass just says, uh, nice to see you too, Nash. Uh, and she shrugs. You see, uh, you see now that the band has, uh, promptly pretty much finished playing their song, and you see the uh, the elf uh, who is playing the guitar uh, walk over to the walk over to the bar, completely drenched in sweat. And he's like, "How was that one, Larry?" And Larry responds, "I, th- I thought it was pretty good. What do you, what do you call that one?" Uh, and after after he'd been asked that question, he says, "The usual. I call that one. Uh, that one was called the Vinny's Revenge." Uh, <laughs> what? You, you're, you're just reading names <laughs> from our Discord, you cheater. That's true. No, that's one of the songs Tyler wrote. Yes, it is. Uh, so, uh, essentially, just to describe the song, it was it was particularly upbeat, uh, but it was a, a a little bit like a it, it was very um. It, it was upbeat, like almost like someone was trying to you know people will hear it. I don't really give a shit. Uh, so <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna put it in. I can't describe music. I am a computer science major, and I'm terrible at this. So he comes in. Major, settle down. (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, Corley, that was that was a bit truculent. It's fine. Calm down. Calm down. You have to. You have to envision the kids Bob Carrot hand wave. Yeah, pretty much that. (laughs) So he he comes and he sits down at the bar, and that uh, the elf also starts begin taking a drink. Uh, uh, he orders one from Larry. So, as you all kind of just mosey on up to the bar now, uh, sitting around Cass, he kind of turns around to you and he says, uh, so, essentially, I'm just gonna assume here, I've been doing a lot of that today for you guys, uh, that you want to know a little bit more about the tower, right? Or how much do you know? We know a lot. How much do you know? Oh, I know as much as the next guy, you know, uh. You seem Which, to know a little more than the next guy if you're carrying that thing around. Uh, what are you pointing at? Uh, the thing that he got in the tree. Uh, this? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Well, essentially, right now, if you guys have probably uh, already noticed that there's been uh, quite a bit of earthquakes in town, right? 
it's like pretty infrequent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shouldn't happen uh, with that device they got over at uh, they got over at the uh, Sector G, right? You wouldn't think there'd be too many earthquakes there, but it seems that uh, the tower is trying to uh, trying to come up, but it's having a tr- some troubling time there. So you kind of why is it having a trouble? Uh, I couldn't say. I'm not entirely privy on how uh, towers raise themselves from the ground. He's probably not sure how anything's raised, given no one raised him. He has no parents. I'm going to take a look through some of the books I have and see if they have contain any information on that. Uh, sure. So you can go ahead and roll, um, roll, roll investigation, I guess, uh, to take a look through your book to see if there's anything about raising a tower in Rel. All right. Oh, nat 20. Nat 20. Okay, so you read through uh, what you essentially seem to be his praise journal, and there is absolutely nothing written about uh, raising a tower inside of Ruel. There's no there's no information with it at all. He wasn't even sure that it was trapped underground to, to an extent. But as Cass is kind of just sitting there while you're moseying through a book, he orders a round of drinks for the party. Uh, he orders the same exact pink liquid, uh, that Nash uh, seems to be drinking at the bar, and he uh, offers it to you as he uh, produces a coin pouch uh, from his pullover. Uh, and forks yeah. over some cash uh. to Larry. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Larry, make mine a blue jewel. A blue jewel? Yeah, oh. I'm, do- I'm doing this I'm doing this intentionally. Sure. Uh, yeah, I can, I can make it a blue jewel. So he takes one of the pink liquids back and uh, hands, you a, uh, hands you a blue jewel. Now, I'm the person who invented the blue jewel, but I forgot what it does. Let me get it. If I if I remember correctly, the blue jewel is the one that allows you to see a certain amount into the future. Ah, uh, yes. It was the one who uh, drinks this. They can see someone in the future usually throwing up. Uh, so you... Um... Oh, this is fantastic. All right, you're just going to chug it right now? Uh, I'm going to sip it. All right, so you sip it slightly, and you're able to see three visions, one of which is you throwing up in the middle of the park to the southern portion of the town. Another is you throwing up outside of Sector G in the northern part of town. And the last image is of you throwing up in the back of Larry's bar. Uh, <laughs> and you see all three of these visions almost simultaneously um, as you as you sip your blue jewel. Uh, everyone else gets their uh, pink jewel because we have a purple one called the poo jewel. was, uh, was kind of hoping for something a little more useful than that, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, the blue jewel only shows you throwing someone throwing up. Uh, but in regards to that, uh, you kind of you kind of all get your drinks and cast turns to you guys. So, based off of my knowledge, uh, the tower on Ruel, surprisingly or unsurprisingly at this point, is located underground, and for whatever reason, seems to pop up every so often uh, once it decides that it has found an appropriate candidate for its wish. What that is, I've got no clue. Uh, but seems like it can't resurface at the moment uh so i assume mostly based to the construction that seems to be happening in town so in order to raise the tower i have a plan uh which is why i needed elegos here earlier uh sorry about that by the way i kind of just like raises his glass a little bit wait right regarding your plan yeah that wouldn't have anything to do with the uh people who seem to be rabid going rabbit around town uh no i don't think i require rabid people 
uh, in town. Or rabbit people. I don't really know. I heard you with like a little bit of a, a little bit of an in- the people who are foaming there. at the mouth and seem to lack agency. No, no, no. I don't have I don't have any sort of plan that requires rabid mouth people lacking agency in town. Wasn't really a question of requirement. No, I mean, well, no is the flat answer, I guess. Then, uh, so. I just wanted to know if you guys would be interested in helping me out uh, for the next part of the plan. Well, what do you want the tower for? I think maybe useful to know for us. Oh, uh, I just plan on, you know, going to get my wish, just like everybody else. I mean, what's what's your plan? You said the tower chose the person whose wish was appropriate. So how do you, it seems like the tower would choose it. How do you know it's going to choose you? Ah, you know, I just might be that lucky guy. Uh, you see, he kind of just takes another sip out of his uh, out of his pink usual. Uh, Vin, 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 uh, can I roll insight on this on Cass? Because he, he seems really sure. Confused. What are you attempting to discern? Uh, he seems like he's bullshitting everyone. Um, sure. Go ahead and roll insight. I think that's a twelve. Yeah, that's a twelve. Okay. Uh, so when you're listening to what Cass says, uh you're able to discern the following. He is telling you that he has a plan, which is true. Uh, he is also saying that he needs some help, which is also very true. Uh, he says he wants to get himself a wish. That seems to be true. Nothing he's told you so far is a lie. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if there's anything else, like, you wanted to, like, specifically look for something, let me know. But, I mean, from, from what you could tell, everything he's told you so far is, like, not BS. He seems to be speaking the truth. All right. It seems like an awful lot for you to be wagering for something that, in all likeliness, will not pan out. What's that? The plan, you mean? Well, it's just, uh, you required somebody to help you go get that thing that was guarded by Woodwodes. And now, apparently, that was only step one of your plan. That was step three. Oh, forgive me. Step three. From what I can tell, I'm fairly confident I can raise the tower and... From what I can tell, it can be mutually beneficial for you guys and me. And why is that? Well, I want into the tower. You want into the tower, right? But it'll only grant one of us a wish. I don't know that. So... If it only... Oh, you sure? What, what's up? Your, your, what's your name? Raising the tower won't, like, destroy the town, will it? I don't think so. I'm not planning on destroying underneath the town. the town, lifting it up, wouldn't it, like... Unless we... What? I'm not. I'm not planning on destroying the town by well, raising no, I'm saying, the tower. Wouldn't raising it destroy the town, though? Wouldn't we want to go underground to it rather than the other alternative? Do you have like a jawbreaker mm. in your mouth, Corley? Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't. I, I don't no. know. I've never. Uh, I didn't really think about that. But I also don't have the tools required to dig all the way underground. Well, it sounds like some dwarves would have the those. The dwarves do. Yeah, what he said. Also, why don't people seem to remember anything about the tower being raised before? Do I remember anything it about seems the tower like being no... raised before? Well, it seems like people consider the towers to be a myth mostly, and you think it would raise in the middle of a city. That would kind of confirm that it's true and not a myth, but it seems like most people don't know about it. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I guess one could say that, but I... I mean, to be fair, I've been living here for about 20 years. I've never seen anything get raised, but I have some information on good measure that it's here. Um, and 
based off of current events and he kind of like reminds of the earthquakes again he's like i'm thinking it's pretty valid i'm not saying it's not here i'm saying why don't people seem to know more about it given that it is here hmm um i'm not sure uh that's a mystery i haven't seemed to have cracked yet i mean i i don't go around polling the people in the town if they know about towers if that's what you mean i mean i don't know like do you know about all the catacombs in your city let's go over the next few steps of your plan Cass because it seems like there's an awful lot you're not telling us is getting caught part of your plan of course uh (laughs) yes that was step one uh but no uh if you want to like if you guys want more into my plan I mean you guys don't necessarily have to trust me but at some point I'm going to have to trust you so if you want in on the plan I'm gonna have to at least understand that you're garnering some interest for it all I can confirm for you guys is that I can get it. I can get it raised. Getting in or anything after that, all bets are off. So, I want to know the magic behind how you raise the tower, because earlier you said I have no idea how to raise it. You have no idea how to raise it? No, earlier you excited. said you have no idea how to raise it, so I decided to look into this book. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of show him Prey's journal, and it's like, it had absolutely nothing in how to raise a tower, so I'm not even, I don't even have a clue of what you think you're trying to do. Well, I mean, thanks for letting me know that you don't know how to do the thing I'm trying to do. That gives me more of an argument. Um, if you're not sure how to get it up, I can definitely help there's with that. There's a pill for that. <laughs> there's a pill. There's a pill for that. Uh, he takes out like the little, the little, tr- the true root extract. He's like, I got something to help you get it up, buddy. Uh, and he put, quickly puts it back in his pocket. But he's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, all I, all I'm suggesting is a little bit of cooperation so that we could get the tower up. And what happens after that? You don't, you don't have to trust me on it. Here's what I propose. Last sure. time, last time you asked me for a favor, not telling me what it was until I agreed, not telling me the specifics until we got there. I ended up doing pretty poorly in that I and that I almost died. So think let's think about it this way. When you tell us your plan and you will tell us your plan, uh, yep. we can decide whether we don't want to help you or whether we want to pass. If you don't tell us your plan, now we get to decide whether we want to pass or actively stand in your way. Which, I'm pretty sure you don't want that any more than we want to spend energy doing that. I move in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> you move in front of the door. Okay, so Cass kind of just like eyes eyes the crowd. He's like, alright. Here's, here's this. I will give you, before you agree, um, a very basic rundown of the plan. No specifics until you agree because i don't want you know you to specifically mess it up it's just a here's a maybe and if you like the sound of it you can go along with it if not i've got my own i've I've got a couple of people i can ring in a few favors from does that sound fair uh eligos kind of looks over the rest of the party seems fine so far sure that that, that seems okay I seem to have a pretty much resounding yes, but let's let me just go into the brief of it. So, essentially, like I said already, uh, the tower is being stopped from being raised by something in the construction site. My plan is to have some assistance in 
getting into that construction site and disabling the device that does the stopping. The other portion of that plan requires me to raise the tower. And you, uh, you over there in the red hoodie, uh, what's your name? You brought it up earlier oh, uh, that there was oh, a... Oh, me, Ander. Oh, no, not you. Uh, your, your friend me? over there, the taller one. Yeah, you. what's your name? Oh, I'm sorry. Breathweaver. Oh, Breathweaver. Well, in regards to that, uh, you brought up a good point. We're not trying to crush the town. My idea is to raise the tower in the middle of the park where there's no major buildings around. What about the old people fighting over those benches that were stacked up? And a festival, too. You think the park would be pretty packed with the festival going on? Yeah. No, you would think so, but not really. In fact, uh, our friend Larry here and Grub and all the other uh, bartenders in town, first night of the festival is more like a bar crawl. There, there wouldn't be too many people in town, certainly none in the park for that. Or at least from what I believe to be the case. I mean, I've, I've lived here for a couple of years. Maybe we can have one person watching the park so that we make sure that it's off limits to the public. That could be a good plan. I mean, my idea was to be in the park in the first place. I mean, I'm the one going to be raising it. Um, if uh, The other portion of the plan was to help have you guys pretty much help me out. And again, Elagos, you brought up a very good point. Uh, you don't trust me. Why don't you come with me to the park? You can watch me make sure I don't do anything shady. So that is the basic rundown of my plan. And the plan stops at the raising of the tower. After that, if you want to beat me up or try to stop me, I mean, I guess do your best, but um, I don't know <laughs> what you... The only portion I'm really asking for is the is the raising part. The device that stops it from being raised. Can you give us any more details about that? Uh, he kind of eyes over your party and... Uh, looks towards andrew he's like your uh your friend there uh, nose deep in a book might know a little bit more about it there's a water elemental in it you mean the thing that's controlled by charlatans <laughs> and water elementals so he immediately kind of <laughs> just like looks at you he's like yes the thing controlled by charlatans and water uh, elementals he i know chuckles. it sounds preposterous but that's what this guy who's nose deep in a book told us so it's probably true I, he knows what he's talking about, I'm pretty sure. Well, I didn't make it, and if that's what he says, I'll take his word for it. I got a way to disable that device. I need some hands. You guys in? Group huddle. Larry, I see you going over the bar, Larry. Just You don't need to go in this one. Actually, no. Larry, come in. All right, all right. Yeah, Larry, stand in the center again. <laughs> it's not a group huddle without Larry. All right, guys. Uh, I was, uh, I was just listening in, and my opinion is absolutely nothing. Because I don't know, <laughs> I literally have zero, like, but taken You said this. you had information about the towers. Well, yes, I do. I, I got that info a little bit more from Pray For You. Do you want me to tell you right now yeah, when Now he's would in... be a good time, yes. I think. You want, oh, you want me to do it with an earshot of this guy over here, or do you want me to wait until he bounces? Whisper it, you uh, idiots. I, I, I think you should wait to tell to disclose the information about the tower that you got from Prey. Actually, I, I, just, look, I just look over my shoulder at... I just look over my shoulder at Cass, and I just, like, kind of, like, tilt my head. All right, bounce. We'll meet you outside. Bounce. All right, then. Uh, that's fine. Wait outside. We'll be there in a moment. I'll just be out here, I guess. I tell the guy with the guitar to go in front of the exit door and just start playing music to make sure Cass doesn't hear anything. 
<laughs> so wait, you're telling you're telling the elf to start playing guitar music? Right by the exit door, yeah. so Cass can't be listening in. Tyler, you're just making more work for yourself, you know? Yeah. Oh god. So, shit. You see uh <laughs> you, you see the elf just go like, Well, I'm gonna need a tip for that. I give him my pink drink that I didn't drink. Alright then. Uh, he takes a swig of that pink drink and then he walks over and starts playing some sick music on the guitar really loudly uh, near the door. Uh, so now Larry's like, all right, now that nobody what? else is... Now that nobody what? else is listening, <laughs> I have that information for you. So. Oh, okay. All right. A little bit less loud, Zephyralius. And you see he tones down so that Larry no longer has to keep yelling. So, all I know about Praise Wish and about the tower is that he entered it about 40 years ago. What happened inside is something that I'm not privy to. I asked him when you guys left out, I, I contacted him, and he didn't feel like telling me or responding. But, based off of what I understand, this is some magical wish-granting device, right? Some sort of legend. I'd assume, based off of the information that I've heard, that it would be a little bit better than screwing somebody over and putting them and making a uh, simulation like that. I don't think that he necessarily got his wish from a town, from the town. I think he got it from something else that wasn't the town. Again, I think this is a lot of Yahoo bullshit. I've never seen a tower, but if you guys successfully raise one with this guy, that'll be the first time for everything, and Larry is always down to watch that happen. Is that enough information for you? Because that's as much as I was able to dig up. Wait, so if he didn't get his wish from the tower, then... And we know that there's a tower, then what do the towers do? I don't know! You know that there's a tower! I don't know that there's a tower! This guy just started spouting Yahoo! There's something else that could, like, give him a wish or something? Like, uh, some kind of foundation or something? I don't know! Wait, do you think wait, that was a wish? Yeah. I think he just got some cool illusion powers or something from somebody. I don't know if that's necessarily a wish. I mean, it could have been his wish to make illusions? But that doesn't make sense. Yeah, which is why I was thinking about it for you guys. It doesn't, it does nothing lines up. Wait, wait, everybody shut up. The Kitar cell is about to start. Oh, no, he botched it. Alright, uh, continue. Sorry. I'm pretty sure his wish was to help people out before they got to the town to prove that they were worth their wares and not die immediately. Well, yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like prey. Uh, but again, that's that's all you guys asked for. That's all I got. I, I'm just giving my two cents along with the opinion. I guess we just gotta go to the tower and see. Might as well. Yeah, I'd be. I'd say. Say, see it for yourselves, but that guy definitely was pretty shady how he was dancing around the whole idea, but if he wants you to go and get into Sector G to disable something, you guys might have a little bit of a rough time. Do we want Abel in on this? No. Abel's sitting at the end of the bar and he's just like he's literally just drinking his drink and not paying attention to you guys for the moment. He, he's respecting the fact that you're huddled. He's a nice person. At least there is still some honor among adventurers. Uh, and you see Abel just, like, not paid. Still, I, I can't even have him acknowledge it because he's not listening to you. Uh, so <laughs> he continues to just sip his drink. Uh, but he nods to us. He nods. Well, it would certainly be easier to stop him if he's within arm's reach. So I say we keep our enemies close for now. If they are enemies, of course. 
I mean, he doesn't seem like he's trying to do you guys any ne necessary harm, but he's a shady character. He's not trying to do us any favors either, that's for sure. No matter how he frames it. Is he trying to do us any unnecessary harm? I don't... I don't know. He tried... He gave you a drink, and I made sure he didn't put anything in it, so I don't think so. That would be unnecessary. What does the plusual do again? Oh, it does this. Uh, Elagos, did you drink... He says, Elagos, you're looking a little rough for wear. Take a sip of this. And he hands you a plusual. Okay. Uh, Blusual? Plusual. Plusual. The, the pink one. All right. I I drink it. <laughs> All right. And then Elagos, how much HP do you have? That's a good question. We take, 16, uh, 16 <laughs> HP. I have 31 HP. What the? F I mean, you've leveled up. So, yeah, you have 31 HP. So Larry just picks up an absolute club from behind the bar and smacks you over the head with it. Oh! You heal for 31 HP. Oh, right. Ah! Never been better. It hurts so good, doesn't it? Ah! Although, actually, did did uh, did Elago share with us what he saw from the blue jewel? Mm. How'd you get out of the huddle? Elago, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you okay? Ah! He might have a concussion, but he healed. I mean, I I I I I feel like that is a a, a rather ineffective way to heal. Cause like, cool, like. You're not bleeding out, but now you have concussion. It is counterintuitive. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what the plusual does. Enjoy your head concussion. Uh, but <laughs> you'll be fine. That's, uh, he didn't put anything in your drinks. That's all I know so far. And he also seems sketchy, but he doesn't look like he's actively trying to hurt you. The only thing sketchy, sketchy, he said, was break into Sector G. All right. Thank you, Larry. I think we have enough information to make a decision. So, you guys want to go get uh, Cass? As as the rest of the party is walking out, I go over to Nash. Uh, so Nash is sitting down pretty near to you guys, and she's like, yeah, what's up? Uh, well, I have a problem. Need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she, <laughs> so you see she perks up, she's like, yeah, what's that, bud? How much do you know about Cass? <laughs> I know a lot about Cass. You kind of like take a take a quick look at her. She seems a little tipsy, uh, but she 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 is still responding aptly to your question. She's like, "What do you want to know?" Shit, I hadn't thought this far ahead in the conversation. <laughs> Don't worry, I rarely think things through too. I want to know. He seems we've been doing. We've been doing some favors for him, and he's asked us to do a little bit more, but we know he's not telling us everything. Yeah, he's a secretive dude. Uh, but what do you want to... Yeah, so what do he ask you to do? He asked... Oh, uh, hang on. Larry, can I get a pusual or plusual? The pink one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? And he gives you a plusual. Here, this will make you feel better. Cool! So that's the exact same drink she had, so she oh, drinks wait, more no. of it. I thought... <laughs> She's like, I, can I help you? I need a hangover <laughs> cure. A hangover cure? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, eight hours of rest, but I mean... The drink, Larry! All right, fine. Uh, so he hands you like a... Um, he, he hands you like a glass of water. There's no such thing as a hangover cure. Yeah, she's just a little right, drunk. fine, fine. She's not hungover, she's just drunk. Whatever. I think I can still answer him. <laughs> I want to know 
if Cass had one wish, what would it be? Uh, let me think. Uh, so she's gonna roll like a history check. Uh, I'd say, oh man, he really doesn't like those dwarves. Uh, maybe he wants to stick it to them. I don't know. They don't like him either. I see. So... Well, he's got good reason, though. He's got good reason. Yeah? What reason? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know those dwarves, right? They're all drunken stuff all the time. So well, they like didn't... a teetotaler? Yeah. Not really. So, there was a bad cave-in before. Uh-huh. Before they had that thingy on the dig site, and she takes a sip out of the water to get a little bit more, um, a little bit more lucid, and she's like, "And uh, before that, uh, there was a problem. So all these dwarves were in the hospital, and then when Ro got sick, there weren't any more beds. So <laughs> she didn't do too well." And hospital needed a five-person bunk bed. Yeah, so they, you see Larry just kind of like, like give you finger guns from the opposite side. Uh, and he's like, well, he wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> so he took a look to see how they work, and he was pissed. Other than that, maybe he just wants some more flowers. He's a big, big florist type of guy. Right. I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, you've been a big help. Thanks. Make sure you finish that water. She gives you finger guns, too. Uh, next up, I go over to uh, Mina in the ball pit. All right, so you see you see Mina in the ball pit, and she's just uh, she's bouncing around. She's like, hey, what's up? Hey, Mina. Uh, I need to ask you a favor. Okay. What do you want? Or maybe... Uh, you're pretty good at moving around, like, places without being seen, right? She kind of, like, pops under the ball pit and then pops up in a different location and then comes right back to where she was. She's like, you got it. I also pop out of the ball pit and I'm like, she's the best. And then I go back under. Yes. <laughs> 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 He's just, oh he my God. He's actually one of the balls. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's um, like, I'm going to find him. Uh, but I, I yeah. take I take a gold piece and kind of like uh, uh, put it at the edge of the ball pit. There's somebody I need you to keep an eye on for me. She takes the gold piece and she's like, "Well, then you shouldn't be leaving money on the side of the ball pit." I guess you're right. <laughs> Thank you, baseball pit. You you you've proven that your skill set meets my criteria. So wow, what do you that's say? a small skill set. Sure. What do you need me to look at? <laughs> You know, you know a guy named Cass? Oh, yeah. Wait, was that the guy who was sitting in here a little bit ago? Right, that guy. Yeah, I, he's I cool. I need you What's to keep up? an eye on him. Make sure he stays out of trouble. But don't let <laughs> him see you. Got it? Okay. And she dives back underneath the ball pit. So you've effectively bought the services of, a, of an amateur, like, eight-year-old child to essentially spy. I mean, listen, it worked for Sherlock Holmes. It works for Elagos, the tiefling paladin. Fair enough. Are you going to go get Kaz now, or are you just going to go hire Larry to give him more drinks? 
I want to see how this Cass, is Cass, I need a favor. <laughs> Listen, Cass. This is real. Cass, there's this guy named Cass. He's really sketchy. Uh, <laughs> do you mind keeping a lookout? <laughs> no, but... Yeah, so... Yeah, the only other person in the bar would be, well, the, the band and, uh, and Abel. Listen, I need it. a favor. You know the song Wonderwall? I <laughs> say so you walk up to the band. It's like, <laughs> no, not... I, I rejoined the party. All right. No, we're all good. So you rejoin the party. Uh, after, like, about two minutes, you see Cass kind of, like, pokes his head, and he's like, uh, you guys good, or... Uh... Yeah. We, we are confident enough in your plan that we'd like to hear more. All right, perfect. Glad we can uh, all agree. Uh, so he sits back down at the counter, uh, drinks a little bit more of his plusual, and he says, all right, so just to give you guys the... Uh, the A-OK here, I'll preface it by saying once we're in the tower, all bets are off, if you don't trust me. Uh, but the item impeding the tower happens to be uh, Mavin's counter. It's a little uh, hourglass-looking thingy uh, in the middle of... Uh, I knew it. I have a question for you. If we turn it off and on again, is that good enough so that like the caves don't cave in on the dwarves after the fact? or? Well, in regards to that, I don't know how to turn it off, but if you wanted to turn it off and then on again, uh, that's actually something that my plan allows for. So the reason why I need you uh, is because I can't be in two places at once. Oh, and you will be willing to wait for us to catch back up to you before you go into the tower, right? I mean, if I find the door, I'll bounce again. The deal here and the, the, essentially the plan we're having is raising the tower. I don't think it's going to go back underground. Uh, but, you know, I, if you want me to wait for you, uh, the answer is just going to be a flat no. Uh, but... I'll, uh, I turn to the party, it's like, I'll make sure he waits. I turn to Cass, it's like, you did want me with you, right? You got it, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm down for that, and I even suggested it. Uh, so, in regards to turning off that counter, I've tried to convince those dwarves to, uh, power it down for a little bit. Um... But uh, I'm not even positive they know how to operate the damn thing. It basically runs automatically. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't like me none too much. Uh, so I've had to devise a more effective way of turning it off. So I was able to uh, get my hands on one of these. Uh, and he produces a wand uh, with an odd shape. Does it look as though it was purchased at BadDragon.com? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of which, hey, we got a new spot. Has our new our new sponsor Bat no. Bad Dragon? No, we're not doing that. Uh, so Aborting he bat. produces. Uh, he. I do think it'd be funny as fuck if we, if we somehow got sponsored by. It by would bat literally dragon. just be all Breath Weaver. Uh, but uh, he <laughs> the Breath Weaver line. <laughs> <laughs> now you too want to be a dragon, don't you? All right, stop. We're gonna stop right there. That's already too much promotion. Uh, so. So he produces the wand, not by baddragon.com, uh, with an odd shape that looks as if two square castles, uh, castle turrets, are affixed to each side, with, and it's covered in golden alchemical symbols. So, Ander, I'm just going to have you roll a quick arcana check just to see if you know what it is. All right. I probably don't. That's a 7 plus 5, 12. All right, uh, so you take a look at the wand. You're not entirely sure uh, what it is, but you can sense that it doesn't seem to have any magical power at the moment. Uh, and if so, it's very faint. So Cass, Cass announces the party. So it's a it's a rod of absorption. Uh, 
So theoretically... It doesn't... Uh, I'm not getting any magic from it, dude. Well, uh, that's actually how it works. So it possesses a very small trace of magic uh, that allows it to absorb other spells. So theoretically, uh, this should power down the counter for about one minute, which should give me enough time to raise that tower. Uh, the only caveat is you got to be within five feet of the counter. Um, however, another counterpoint is I need to be in the park at the time, uh, and Sector G is on the complete opposite side of town. That's where you guys come in, and I just need you to uh, sneak on in. He kind of does like a little walking animation with his fingers on his palm, uh, and then power it down. Sound fair? Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, it will power it will power itself back up. Uh, this wand should only be able to hold it for about a minute. And how do you know that this maven's counter is what's preventing the tower from rising? I have it on good authority. Yeah, we're we're in on the plan now. That's not going to be good enough. I am authority, and I'm pretty good, and I haven't heard anything about this. <laughs> well, I feel the only it's the only reasonable explanation. From what I can tell, uh, from some skipping around through some information in some books, uh, it seems like it raises when it wants to. I'm going to force it up, uh, and the only way that I can do that, and I can break ground uh, in this town, is by uh, essentially getting that counter turned off. Uh, so... You said you're gonna force it up. Do you need those pills? No, I, I need. I need. I uh, I do need the pills for that. Uh, they're not pills. It's like a liquid. It's yeah, epic. It's forcing course. it up. Yes. Uh, yes. That is another pivotal part of the plan. So what will happen when the count is turned off? Will there be because it's supporting the cave, right? I just want to be sure the cave will not collapse or anything. Uh, to my knowledge. The caves seem fairly stable. They're mostly there in an event that an accident goes down. So the caves are already set up. It's not like it needs they need the counter uh for like to stop the entire uh the, the entire thing to be open. That would be ridiculous. Uh but th this thing is just preventing any cavens while they're working. So while they're off, I don't think that would be a problem. Okay. What about the earthquakes though? Well, those should stop once that tower comes up. So while he's describing this plan, you see Nash uh, kind of turns to the party uh, with this kind of like joking expression on her face. Uh, and she's overhearing this entire conversation interject. She's like, okay, so I don't know what's going on, but I don't give a fuck. I'm coming. Uh, so shouldn't you, shouldn't you be watching Mina Nash? She looks over at the ball pit and she's like, "She's fine for now." I I, I feel like feel like that, that that is a very irresponsible thing to do. She literally looks at you and she just has her drink and then she drinks the rest of it and she's like, "Damn right." <laughs> well, I am glad that you have. I'm glad that you have basically accepted the the, uh, the potential consequences of your poor decision making. The Abel's here. He can watch Mina. Unless Abel wants to come uh, with us. He was chugging so, drinks too, I think. You see, Abel is just sitting down watching this entire, uh, watching this entire shit show go down, pretty much. Uh, and he says, um, "Well, I just learned about the towers, uh, and I have a few things I could wish for. 
Uh, Cass, if you don't mind, I'd like to join. No. Cass says, what? We don't need any more competition. What did you say? Just keep drinking your drinks. uh, Cass uh, Cass says, well, you, uh, you heard the guy. Uh, you can, you, I mean, I'm not going to stop you from entering the tower, but if you want to help raise it, you're more than welcome, but it looks like you're not welcome. Uh, and you see Abel says, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Like, like there's, uh, it, to, br- to break this down for you guys, just to be sure, he's literally just raising the tower. He's not like going to be standing guard outside of it, like telling people who and who and who cannot enter. I know. Um, and I guess unless you beat the shit out of Abel, you're not going to either. Uh, so you see Cass, Cass just uh, goes back to talking to the crew. He's like, yeah, Nash, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, but I'm planning on setting this up soon. Uh, so I actually have a question uh, for you, Larry. And Larry turns on. He's like, what do you want? And Cass says, uh, about what time are the dwarves going to be showing up here for uh, after work drinks? Uh, and then Larry takes a look at... Uh, takes a look at a watch uh that he has uh and he says uh in uh, about uh 30 minutes they usually come in around then Cass says oh well we better start going anybody have any um more questions it takes like how long to get to sector g from here 30 minutes perfect timing perfect timing well that would mean that they left already and are now gonna on their way here either way i think we can go (laughs) yes yeah so you see um Cass stands uh, stands up and starts to head out of the bar, and he's like, uh, so, Eligos, you with me? Against my butter judgment, I'm with you. I, butter? My butter judgment. Butter judgment. <laughs> Elig- Eligos, three seconds, he just stands up like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. It's like... <laughs> Eligos is just eating a block of butter as he leaves. Eligos is secretly Paula Deen. So you see Eligos and Cass exit the bar, and then almost... Like, ten seconds later, you see Mina hop out of the ball pit, uh, disguised as a small dwarf, and kind of rush out of the bar. Uh, so... Oh, it was Lil Helm. <laughs> Lil Helm. <laughs> Helm. <laughs> yeah, that was from episode ten. Oh my god, I actually forgot about that I reference. also forgot. <laughs> I like that. Alright, so Lil-, Lil Helm exits the bar. Uh, so... What's he doing here? <laughs> So you guys are all left inside the bar now. Elagos and Cass are headed towards the park. Uh, and we'll just handle them quickly first. So this is not in time concurrently. So Elagos, you and Cass get to the park and you see it's relatively empty. Uh, and Cass starts to walk on towards the uh, walk on over towards the massive tree in the center of the uh, in the center of the park and he just sits down uh, at the base of it and just waits. He's just sitting there waiting. He's like, uh, so Elgos, uh, I'm just waiting for your friends to uh, get their stuff ready, and then we can uh, we can get this operation started. You have any uh, you have any quick questions for me now that we've got a mono a mono? That depends. You gonna give me answers? You guys have mono? Ah, I mean, depends what you're asking. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. I think I'll I think I'll save us both the trouble. You got it. Uh, so then he just like uh, just starts to take like a quick uh like he's just like taking a quick like a uh, relax break while you guys are all uh walking over to sector g as we're as we exit the bar and have gone our separate ways i asked the party did he give us a way to signal him i ha- i have that on i have that covered and i turn my head into a dog head and i bark <laughs> <laughs> the best signal <laughs> it's a really loud bark 
just as a quick setup, uh, Elagos, you you kind of just get like another quick flashback to the blue jewel you had, and the one that you have chosen is you in the park. Uh, so you you did not end up going to Sector right. G. So as soon as you guys all start walking over towards Sector G, the, the party heads out, Avil heads out, and Nash kind of drunkenly stumbles behind everyone, uh, just on their way up, on their way over. Does she need like a arm to support her? Uh, it, or you see, Abel's kind of just like got her for right now. Uh, okay. so okay. In as soon as you guys arrive near the entrance of Sector G, uh, as dusk is falling, in front of you uh, stands the fence with the guard post that seems to be now at the moment unmanned. However, towards the left side of the dig site, you see what seems to be a uh, about a about like a five foot tall, five foot wide purple eye kind of just looking like it's looking over the um, over the Sector G site. Uh, and in the center, you see the counter, the uh, orange slash golden hourglass. So how would you guys like to proceed? Uh, in this area with the giant eye, do we also see two halflings uh, trying to escort um, a ring up a mountain? <laughs> uh <laughs> you you see it was uh so it's like a it's like a purple eye there is no there are no halflings trying to go up a mountain uh not unless Ella wants to turn into it well i mean can we can we at least see one maybe the other one's invisible my precious uh says i will as he uh, approaches the uh, as he approaches the gate i do not say that <laughs> god damn how dare you uh can i roll in or what would i have to roll to figure out what that eye is um you would have to take a quick like an investigation check and then i get investigation I'm I'm sorry. Yes, Miss Money Penny. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize Sean Connery, Connery was our DM. You guys know anything about investigation? Oh text? God! My favorite James Bond movie is Live and Let I. Um. <laughs> all right, I hate all of you again. Uh, so... Your eyes only. Sorry, your eye only. All right, all right, all right. Well, Master Wayne. <laughs> I want to walk up to the uh, the eye and attempt to invest investigate. Oh no. <laughs> Um, I got a 19. All right, so you... All right, so when you say you that you walk up to the eye, like, it is on, like, the complete opposite. So, like, there's, like, the gate. There's the... It's, like, a complete circle of Sector G. It's on the far left. Like, you'd have to go across the dig site to get to it. Are you walking up to it or you're observing it from afar? I'm walking okay. up to it. So Investigation. you walk up to uh, the purple eye to see if you can find out what it is. You see, as, as you get closer, it just seems to be, like, a... It just seems to be like a glass orb uh, that is a likeness to an eye. Uh, as you get close enough to it, though, uh, it sort of kind of sets its sight on you, uh, and you see it begin to essentially look like it's looking you up and down, scanning you. I see you. Uh, what, form are, what form are you currently in? Right now I'm dressed like a cop with a dog's head. <laughs> He's McGruff the Crime Hound. <laughs> Like a wolf head, yeah. It, it just it just kind of like looks at you, uh, but doesn't do anything. It, in regards to what it is, it just looks like a glass, a purple glass eye. Do you want me to obscure its vision? You're across the. You're all the way on the other side. You're of that. just yelling from the opposite side of the big <laughs> site. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I call out to him. You over there? Do you want me to make you blind? <laughs> you say that to the eye. Saying that to the eye or to. Owl. No. <laughs> I meant to say it to Owl. Do you want me to give you cover? What? 
All right. So, what are you guys gonna do right now? I'm gonna walk up to the eye closer. I want to get more a better look at it. Um. Okay. So you walk up even closer to the eye. You were like five feet away. Now you're like, you're literally like chest to chest with this thing that doesn't have a chest. I'm eye um, level. You're eye level with it. Um. It's. You can roll Arcana, I guess, uh, if you want. At this point, there's nothing to observe about it that is peculiar outside of the fact that it is a giant purple eye. Um. I got a thirteen. Um. You can sense that this item is magical. It seems to uh, have some sort of... Uh, what class of magic would that be? I believe evocation magic uh, attuned to it. Evocation. Mm-hmm. Evocation magic. <laughs> can I discern <laughs> if there's any sort of like intelligence imbued into this eye? Uh, not from a cursory glance with an arcana check of 13, unfortunately. All right. I'm going to turn away. Is it still looking at me? Yeah, it's looking at pretty much the entire dig site, but it, it's got like its little its little pupil set on you at the moment. Is there a point when I walk away and it stops looking yes. at me? Uh, no? Once you get towards, you'd have to be towards the entrance of the dig site, it will stop looking at you. All right. So you rejoin the party and Breathweaver can now safely ask you in a hushed and subdued <laughs> voice if you'd like him to blind the eye. I still yell it. Why didn't you mention that earlier? Yeah, so uh, anyways... I could probably provide you cover with a cloud of fog. I like to clouds of fog. It'll obscure the area you're in, and it won't see you doing the thing you're doing. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's just. Can you control how the fog goes? Can you put it anywhere? Move it? Yeah, I can put it at uh, what I can assume is like a 20 foot radius anywhere 120 feet from me. Could you not just put the fog cloud, like, where the eye is? Mm, that's actually a better idea. <laughs> wait, mm. wait, hold on, Breathweaver. Was your plan to, ha- to cover, like, Aul in moving cloud? <laughs> Blinds Aul. No, I was planning on covering the counter in cloud, and then he can just stand in it. Why don't you use my plan of, like, covering the eye so that it cannot see us, so that whatever we, we need to do, we can just do it with, like, a, a little chance of shit going ro- terribly, terribly wrong. Apparently, talking is very hard today. All right, do that, Breathweaver, and let's uh, let's get a move on. All right. So, Breathweaver, you're casting Fog Cloud on the eye? Yes. I, okay. uh, the way that I picture Fog Cloud working is, uh, well... Mm. A cloud of fog? <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Uh, the way it generates is just I start drooling fog. Ew. You just start drooling fog? Until it fills up a 20-foot area that I move it to where I want it to go. All right. That's that that's creative. I like it. No, to... I like it. No, I like it. So you start drooling fog. Like, just... <laughs> breath. You see Breathweaver is producing the party. I'm just going to make fog now. And you see he gets this blank <laughs> look on his face. And he starts, starts drooling. And then fog starts pouring out of his mouth. His eyes are, like, going oh back in his head. Uh, so this fog drools <laughs> the out. The powers, I feel them. A one? A two? Long pause. You're supposed to say three. And then fog just shoots out of his mouth. So the fog shoots out of his mouth and heads over towards the heads over towards the eye. As soon as it reaches the eye, you see it kind of it has no choice but to stare at it. It freaks out and looks left and right. Like a frog. Momentarily, uh, right after the fog has covered over the eye, you, you see like a couple of sparks start to fly inside of the air. And the fog, the fog cloud turns into confetti. Uh, and as soon as it starts to turn to confetti, you see these sparks kind of fly back towards Breathweaver's mouth. 
uh, as that's where the fog originated oh, no. from. And Breathweaver, I'm going to need you to make me a constitution saving. He's going to have a mouthful of confetti mm. now. See, I should have went with my plan. <laughs> Palms are sweaty, knees weak, mouth of confetti. Fog on a sweater already. I'm going to use... I don't have... Oh, I used all my resources during the... Okay, I'm going to not do anything. I got a two plus three, so five. So as soon as he, uh, as soon as you fail your wisdom save, you are polymorphed into a rabbit. Oh look, look at Le- look at little <laughs> Weaver. Just a bit. Oh, it's a buddy. <laughs> bun- Ribbit. Bun- I'm uh, I'm gonna pick up the bun also, Weaver. Also, unless I stipulated, he gave you the okay. wand. I assume he gave it to Ander. Yeah. Sorry. Just. So I'm gonna pick up I'm gonna pick up Bun uh, Weaver and just so, put him on my shoulder. Can I still cast or wait? So can I speak as a rabbit? How does this work? You are a rabbit. No, no, Ander, I want Ander, I want to pick up a bun oh, lever. Okay, here look, you go. Look at the cute little, look at the cute little bunny. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of take him off my shoulder and give him that, uh, Wilhelm. Greatly, I greatly appreciate that. So, you guys have a, uh, <laughs> you guys have a bun weaver for the moment. I'm gonna walk back up to the eye again. <laughs> Rock. Okay, <laughs> you you walk back up to the eye. All right, this is the police. You just turned my witness uh, into a bunny. You better have a damn good reason you did that. Roll persuasion. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um, one second. Fifteen plus. Okay, twenty-one. All right, so you you uh, you ask him. You ask the eye why it did that. Um, you see the eye kind of just looks at you and then looks away, uh, and it kind of stares towards the entrance, uh, the gate, the, uh, the outhouse, like the, um, the, the entrance gate. I don't know what those things are called. The outhouse. It's like, it's like that little house thing that you would see like in front of like a, like if you were driving into a mall. The, 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 like the guard station? Like the guard booths? Yeah. The, the booth. The guard booth. It, looks, it just looks at the guard booth, and you see... Yeah, I'm sorry. It, I, There's a bunch of shit inside of there. Uh, so, you, you see, it looks at the uh, the guard house, and you can see, like, there's a sign that just says, like, uh, sec- it just says, like, uh, don't try to break in here. Security system active. Yeah, we're not breaking in. Oh, my God. Did he not tell you? Did Big Jerry not tell you about this? The eye looks at you again. Okay. It doesn't seem to. It doesn't seem to understand exactly what you're saying. <sighs> like it get. It gets that you're complaining, uh, but it doesn't understand what you're saying. It's. it's I'm not gonna approach sentient. it. Can I approach it? I'm gonna approach it and take out that little wand of absorption and kind of point it at the eye threateningly. Oh. So, you you take out the eye of absorb. The, the eye, eye absor- of absorption. The 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 wand of absorption you threaten what are you going to say to us pass uh so you as you intimidate an eye. as you as you roll intimidation <laughs> roll intimidation i want to see this wait if i say something can i give him advantage sure all right so i have like the wolf's head <laughs> and i say fbi yeah you may see my uniform i'm not a pig i'm the guy who eats pigs <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your what's your intimidation roll oh advantage? thank you uh, thank you, Tyler. It is a 22. <laughs> yeah. It's a 22. Okay, so the the eye 
kind of notices that you are aggressing it and that both of you are kind of just like attempting to like man up and intimidate it. Uh, it then just stares in an opposite direction. Mission accomplished. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm kind of confused at how that works. It's not like I, I don't want to look at you, Baka. So you 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 believe to have intimidated this eye that cannot understand you. It is look. It is now looking on the like towards the center of the uh, towards the center of the camp where the Mavin's counter is. All right. Let's uh, if we just run in and out, I'm gonna walk back with Ander and be like, if we just run in and out, like, I don't think it can stop can us. Can I? Offer suggestion. I know I'm a bunny, but you can look adorable. You're a bunny. Bunnies can't talk. Yes. So as so, Bunweaver is attempting to uh, communicate, and you just see his nose start wriggling back and forth. What? Wait. What? What? What is that? Bunweaver is is little Timmy trapped in a well. <laughs> Do we still have that bag from um from Larry? That magic bag. Uh, yes, Wilhelm should Can I jump in it and try to find a Grusual? That's not a bad idea. Um, so you, you hop in there, uh, inside of the bag. Little, uh, little bond weaver, get out of, get out of the bag. There's no oxygen inside this bag of holding. Uh, so. Nope, I have limited time. I hold my Roll it, roll investigation. Uh, I need a new die. That's another two. Is Breathweaver gonna fucking be killed by a bag of holding? Can I, uh, wait, no, can I still use source points, or no? Source points? Is this Divinity 2? Oh too? my god. <laughs> <laughs> what are you attempting to use? I, if I, sorcery points, if I, uh, with, um, with, uh, Fawn of Magic, uh, you get empowered reserves, which allows me to spend two sorcery points to gain advantage on a check. So Bunweaver attempts to d- use his massive bunny brain uh, to cast spells, but runs out of oxygen and immediately hops out of the bag back into Wilhelm's loving arms. I, t- I told you it was a bad uh, place for the bunny. Unable to, unable to find a Grusha. <laughs> so what's what's the plan? I'm just going to start walking down to Maven's counter. Okay. So as you are walking down towards Maven's counter, I'd like you to roll a dexterity check for me. Uh, dexterity saving throw. Sorry. Uh, I only, it was a uh, 11. It was, it was a little. All right, so let's see. All right, so you roll an 11. So, Aul, underneath your feet, uh, you kind of feel like a sinking feeling. And as you look down, you see that there seems to be some quicksand uh, appearing below you. Uh, you currently would have to make an additional dexterity saving throw to see if you can get out. All right, I'll do that. Got an 11 again. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> Yes. So as so as soon as you attempt to try and dig yourself out, you go all the way down into the quicksand, and only your head is above. And then the quicksand hardens. Uh, you see the eye kind of staring at you from the opposite side of the uh, of the map. Someone kill that eye. So now we have two players down. All right. So so let's. There's right, Ander so and Wilhelm. It, we have Bone Weaver. We have. I will possibly definitely try the quicksand. A- Ander, do you have any ideas? Because you're kind of like the big brains of the operation. Um, hmm. Is <laughs> he? Uh, l- uh, let me take a look in here. And I'm going to just look in- into the book on Maven's Counter. Um, sure. So you inspect through the book of Maven's Counter. Let me just go back. There is nothing in regards to a, a security device 
that like would be packaged with a maven's counter it usually just the, the book describes essentially the spell the arcanist that dis that created the spell what the spell does uh as well as how one can replicate the spell uh there is nothing here about a purple yeah. eye <sighs> darn it there is no nothing in this book about the counter about purple eye this must be like a custom security system Ah oh, well shit smash uh, oh. the eye okay smash the eye uh, uh, all right well uh, here here let me take bun weaver you can go do this all right yeah 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 take the bun take the bun okay he is, he is precious all right so i assume wilhelm does wilhelm have the wand or does ander have the wand i'm gonna i'll we'll do like a trade i'll give him the wand and i get bun weaver okay all right so you so have the wand. wilhelm's gonna walk up to the eye uh, like all right, big half, make sure I don't get absolutely fucked by this, and I'm going to, uh... Before you do that, you walk up to the eye, and you're able to, to, to understand that the eye doesn't even see you. It's not oh. looking at you whatsoever. It's not even acknowledging your existence. Wait, Ander, I'm confused. Is is this eye thing, like, racist against dwarves or what? Oh, no, it stopped <laughs> looking at me. It stopped looking at me when once I threatened it with the wand. I think it's the opposite. I think it likes dwarves. This is a dwarf working place. You see the, you see like a little slowly <laughs> slipping further down into the. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh wait, we should probably, we should probably get him out of the sand. Oh, That's okay. Perhaps good idea. Ender, Ender, are you gonna help him? No, only Wilhelm. Oh, likes all right, Wilhelm, uh, go get him out of the sand, cause I can't. I'm not a dwarf. I'm a half elf. Alright, so Wilhelm's gonna kind of scurry as fast as his dwarf legs can take him over to. Also, as. As Wilhelm's walking over to me, I'm going to turn my head from a, a wolf into a dwarf. Okay, so you, you change your head into a dwarf. Uh, so, Wilhelm, as you, uh, as you attempt to go and uh, help Aul, you, um, you get over there. You're probably just going to need to make like a, a strength check to see if you can like pull him up. Strength or athletics? Mm, I'll say athletics. I'll allow you to get the bonus from athletics. What, what I'm going to do is, as I'm scurrying over, I'm going to cast Guidance on myself so I can just add a d4 of my um oh no as soon as you cast guidance uh the you see you you've uh you pat yourself on the shoulder and as soon as you do um you see some confetti <laughs> kind of spark out of your shoulder uh and you are polymorphed oh into no why did you do that see make a wisdom well, save before you do it Make a, make, make a wisdom I save i didn't think that i'd get polymorphed by casting a spell on myself make the wisdom save 12. <laughs> you fail. Uh, <laughs> this is how the party dies? Budhelm. <laughs> Does the eye react now that I'm a dwarf? Uh, the eye is not observing you, but at this moment, you can attempt to make a strength, or you can make an athletics check to see if you can get yourself out. All right. This is going to be bad, because I'm very weak. Um, um, a 16. Yep, that actually gets you out of it. So you are able to pop back up now with dwarf face and cop body. I'm going to go dwarf body now. Okay. You are full. You are fully dwarf. Uh, so you see Bun Weaver in front of his cute and adorable visage is the wand. On Bunhelm. I no. can pick up the wand and hop over, can I? Oh, sorry. It was Bunhelm. Bunhelm had. Oh, okay. I'll take the wand. But we met the guy in the guard booth the last time we were here, right? Uh, yeah. You spoke with the guy in the guard booth the last time you were here. Can I roll like? I guess I don't know what it'd be to re see if I can remember what he looked like and just transform into him. Uh. Yeah, so Jerry kind of just looked like a, um, well, I mean, he is a dwarf. He had a, uh, let me get the exact description. 
he has a like a light uh a quite long orange beard a balder head uh and was wearing construction gear uh so the dwar- dwarven basic construction gear which if you needed to copy yeah, it's laying all around the big site all right so i will put on that gear and change to look like big jerry okay so you are now you are now donning the visage of big jerry and i walk over to the eye again and i okay. i say Thanks, little fella. I'm back, though. You can go to sleep. It doesn't seem to understand what you're saying. Uh, I just... Oh. <laughs> I'll just... Uh... Roll, roll intelligence check. Okay. Um... Eh, a 14. Uh, you roll a 14. You believe it to be the fact that you're not speaking in Dwarvish. Oh, jeez. What languages do I know? I would be very surprised if you don't know Dwarvish. I don't know Dwarvish. How surprised are you? I'm very surprised. My expectations have been subverted. And my day is ruined. Uh, but it is ignoring you. <sighs> I'm going to... Okay. I'm just going to attempt to smash the eye with my two daggers. Um... <laughs> hold up. Hold up. It... So, uh, so me having like a two, both Bunhelm, both Bunweaver, and then on my way over picking up Bunhelm. Can I look around and see if I can identify anything written in Dwarvish? Uh, so you take a quick look around, um, to see. Well, there's a bunch of signs that are written in Dwarvish. Um, but if you wanted to, do you know Dwarvish, Ander? Uh, is it a language that you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not a language that I know, but could I potentially use Eyes of the Runekeeper to read all the Dwarvish to try and get a basic understanding of the language? (laughs) If I read three sentences, I know the language, right? Hmm. That's, that's a, that's a tall, that's a, that's a tall order. Uh, but let's see if it's possible. Roll, roll an intelligence check first, just to, just to come up with the idea, to be smart enough to do it. Fifteen. Okay, you you take a look around the dig site and you're looking at Dwarvish words that are then being converted by your eyes into a language that you can understand. So you see that there are construction pieces of equipment. You see there are uh, like there's on and off switches. Uh, there are there seem to be like safety hazards that are telling you exactly like don't touch hot or um, uh, please uh, do not touch high voltage. Uh, you're able to discern a couple of these things. Um, and I'd say that if you wanted to, you could say the word or sound out the word pretty terribly, um, in Dwarven, but it would have to be something that is written on Hmm. one of the devices. And you said there was like on off? Yeah, there is an on off switch on a a bunch of the, uh, the power suits that are at the bottom, uh, as well as a couple of the, uh, the, the work, the work devices like drills. Would there also be the word for power? Um... Yes, there is there is a power a power line because there is some electrical equipment here, uh, and it says danger. Do not touch uh, while while powered on uh, high voltage. There would be something up to that. So effect, yes. uh, by that, I'm gonna try and see if I can teach. See if I can teach uh, Aul how to say the word power off. Okay, roll performance. Aul roll intelligence. Oh jeez. Oh, that's an at 20. And that's a 16. All right, so you understand. All right, so you are able to successfully teach him the basic phrase power off. 
this doesn't work, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going back to the bar. I'll say power off in Dwarvish. Uh, so you, you walk up to the eye, you say power off in Dwarvish, and you see the eye, um, it, it kind of just like acknowledges you now, and then you see the purple uh, like energy that was kind of powering it kind of like turn off in the glass and it just turns back into a regular glass eye at that time both bunhelm and uh bunweaver uh oh god they were on my shoulders size human beings <laughs> and crush ander and, and then they, they, they just like they like you collapse like, to the ground just with what the hell happened happened i was going to help a owl and then i'm now sitting on a top of ander so here's what happened you used a spell right uh correct yeah, you used a spell, and it, this purple eye didn't like magic. It also needed a dwarf in Dwarvish to speak power off. Ah, well, it, son of a bitch. I, I, I think we were here for like ten minutes. I could have just been like, hey, I shut the fuck off, and we would have been fine. Yeah. Shut the fuck off. <laughs> They're going to say shut the fuck up. I'm going to go down to the coven thing Maven's now. Counter. Maven's, okay. What is it called? Yep. Maven's Counter? Ma- Ma- Maven's Counter. Uh, so Maven's you coven. you walk up to Ma- <laughs> Maven's Counter. It is the it is the yellow hourglass uh, that's standing in the center of this dig site. Uh, and you you uh, have the uh, you have the wand at the moment. You! Oh, jeez. Well, Owl, you have the wand. Right. You want to do, do the honors? Oh, jeez. They didn't teach me this in police academy, I say, as I press the wand against the hourglass. Uh, so you, you uh, press the wand against the hourglass. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Brand new so as soon as right you there. do so, um, I-, I want everyone to make like just a quick like constitution saving throw. What the hell is that? Oh, jazz. 15. Uh, except elegance, obviously. 14. 16. Well... Uh, 20. Na- unnatural, unnatural. All right, so from what I hear, everybody passed. So as, like, a big kind of, like, orange shockwave kind of, like, uh, escapes from this Maven's counter, and you see it starts to lose a little bit of its orange hue, uh, and then it goes dark for a quick moment as it looks like it's still trying to hum up again. So now cutting back over to Elagos. Um, Elagos, now at your uh, your side of town, uh, you just hear a loud, like, zoom! kind of like noise come from the opposite side of town. It was a very, very loud noise. Uh, and you see with that exact moment, um, you, you see uh, Cass kind of stand up. He's like, well, Elagos, looks like your friends did a uh, excellent job. So the cold night wind uh, whips past you now. Cass's hair dances in the breeze. You catch a glimpse of his eyes and all you can see is excitement. He's not trembling because of the cold, but you see that he is ecstatic. He stares now uh, towards the great tree in the center of the park and essentially drops the liquid at the roots. The counter has now stopped and a quite decently large earthquake uh, shakes Ruel to its very core. In this moment, Elagos, you see Cass open his mouth wide and begin to scream towards the tree. It's an ear-piercing screech uh, that is not a sound you believe that a human could usually make. The tree twists and swings as it, as near the base, you see the roots begin to sprout out from under the ground. The sound of wood cracking and splintering is deafening, and then the earthquake gets more intense. Your vision starts to blur, and in one quick motion, you see the tree begin to rise up into the sky and split in half as a dark substance seems to rise from its core. It shoots up into the sky, a black glass-like structure, and you remember now briefly from Prey's memories that this is the tower the Tower of Ruel. 
Wilhelm, from the distance you can immediately notice that this tower has been raised, uh, and you can see it looks oddly like the same material uh, that you saw on the ground at the uh, in the arena. And then, the ground beneath all of you begins to glow. Elagos, uh, uh, you flare- uh, so Wilhelm, you begin to flare up yellow. Elagos, uh, you flare up blue. Cass begins to flare up a sickly white. From the dig site, Breathweaver, you also begin to glow red. Awul shines a deep purple. Uh, you see Mina kind of hiding in the park as she seems to glow a forest green. Uh, Ander, you burst forth with a neon green, and you see Nash and, and, and Abel outside of the, um, outside of Sector G. Nash uh, lights up a hazy black, and Abel remains clear. You all feel now a great tug, a pull at the very core of your beings, as it seems as if your very souls are attempting to rise to go to the tower. The ground beneath each group flashes white, but Ander, you notice uh, from outside the dig site that Abel seems to be unaffected from this entire process. You start to, everyone starts to float up now as if your body is being attracted towards the south of town. And Abel hurriedly whips out his quarterstaff and yells, hold on to Nash. Nash grasps it and he begins to press the button. She becomes fixed in place and a strained look appears on both of their faces as they seem to be in intense pain. In a few seconds, all of you now are jolted towards the tower. And the same goes for everyone, in, I mean, everyone is in Elagos, uh, up towards the top of the tower. As Cass's group is raising above the ground, uh, you see him begin to laugh, a hideous laughter, as he uh, disappears uh, into the sky. Welcome to the tower. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you have 10 tips to get rid of stretch marks and doctors hate you, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJ Adventures. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.